I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking to Cynthia Jakovicius, an Associate Professor of Pharmacy Practice at Western University of Health Sciences in Pomona, California, and an Assistant Professor in the Department of Health Policy, Management, and Evaluation at the University of Toronto. Dr. Jakovicius has co-authored a perspective article on the recent expiration of Lipitor's patent, and we're here to discuss generic drugs and healthcare costs. Dr. Jakovicius, just to sketch in the background, generic drugs accounted for about three-quarters of prescription drugs sold in the United States in 2010, although brand-name drugs still account for about three-quarters of spending on drugs. So given the lower cost of generic drugs, is the increasing percentage of generic use saving the healthcare system a great deal of money today? Yes, increasing uh, generic medication use definitely saves the healthcare system and the public a great deal of money. Uh, the competition that comes from having several manufacturers of one product drives competition, which then stimulates price reductions. When there's um, about one to five generic products available, the price drops by about 20%. But when there's five, six, or more products, there's more competition, and the price at that point often drops to about 50 to 75%. So generic availability definitely helps save money and reduce prices. At the same time, brand-name drug manufacturers, especially those with blockbuster drugs, seem to be endlessly creative in finding ways to keep generic competition at bay. What new approaches are being taken by Pfizer with respect to Lipitor? Well, Pfizer has created several very innovative strategies to try to retain the Lipitor market share. They have aggressively created some deals with pharmacy benefit management companies as well as insurance companies to be the sole atorvastatin product available to patients in these specific plans, essentially creating a monopoly. And while this may at first seem unacceptable, it has been considered okay because patients will only pay a generic level copay, so it doesn't really impact patients in terms of what they have to pay out of pocket. And then the drug price is being set slightly lower than the competing current available generic atorvastatin products, so there doesn't seem to be an increase in costs compared with the other generics at this point. Um, Pfizer has also created a unique Lipitor for You program, which has been advertised um, quite a bit to consumers. It not only reduces patient co-pays for the brand medication, but they've also facilitated and contracted with a pharmacy to have direct delivery of their product by mail to patients, trying to facilitate patients getting their product. And interestingly, Pfizer has continued with direct-to-consumer advertising of their drug and this particular program. And all of these steps are really quite unique because brand-name pharmaceutical companies tend to abandon their drugs as soon as a generic becomes available, but Pfizer hasn't done this in this case, and it makes it a unique way of dealing with generic entry into the market. So the economic effects for the moment seem to be uh, cutting both ways, but in the long run, will Pfizer's new strategies cost the U.S. healthcare system money? actually have already cost the U.S. some money because Pfizer's deal with Ranbaxy, the first generic product available, 
they had a mutual, uh, mutually agreed deal to delay the generic atorvastatin by five months coming onto the market. So it's already cost the U.S. over $300 million, and that's a conservative estimate just for that five-month delay. So um, that is already an issue. In the longer term, if there's enough generic companies that end up making atorvastatin and compete, then the price of the drug will drop substantially. But in the meantime, there has already been some cost to the U.S. system. And a lot of this money that is not saved does come out of consumers' pockets, either directly or through higher insurance premiums, because the drug has not decreased in price yet. You mentioned the monopoly on dispensed atorvastatin prescriptions that Pfizer has arranged with, with some pharmacy benefits management companies and some insurance companies. And in your perspective article, you suggest that that might discourage generic manufacturers from competing in this market. Is there any evidence yet about what the generics manufacturers are doing? Um, it's difficult to tell as of yet in terms of what the generic manufacturers are, are doing. I think there is a lot of watchful waiting at this point. Um, there is the hope that there will be enough generic competition, but we won't really know all the details until in June of this year when the initial six-month exclusivity period is over and we'll really be able to tell who has come to market. In general, when a drug goes off patent, how does a generic version begin to make headway in the market? Does, does the impetus for switching patients to the generic come from insurers or from physicians or from patients? How does it work? It actually comes from all the different sources, and that's what makes things so complicated with the generic drug market. A generic drug needs to be prescribed by physicians, first of all. They need to make that decision to say that it's okay to prescribe a generic medication to their patient. It needs to be available on formularies for the different drug plans. There needs to be, uh, for each state, generic interchangeability laws that also may allow generic substitution in the pharmacy, um, if that's possible. And then patients also need to accept that they will take a generic product. So there's also uh, many different players involved, and it's fairly complex. And if any of these different players doesn't act, then there won't be as much of a switch to a generic product. And in fact, you note in your perspective article that some patients and physicians still prefer brand name medications. Is that just a matter of brand loyalty, or is there any validity to concerns about the reliability or relative efficacy of generics? Well, there's very likely brand loyalty as well as just the feeling that the brand product is is always preferable. Um, If you or I go to a drugstore and we see, for example, brand name Tylenol on the shelf and generic acetaminophen on the shelf, and they're both the same price, you know, which one would we buy? I suspect the vast majority of people would actually buy the brand name product just because there's that feeling that the brand name product is preferable, it's the innovator, um, and this is on top of just a regular brand name loyalty. But in general, according to standards in the U.S., a generic drug is chemically equivalent, bioequivalent or identical to a brand name drug in terms of the strength, the route of administration, the performance characteristics, etc. And then they have to meet certain standards um, required by the FDA. So even though 
you know, packaging, tablet size, shape, or color may differ. The active ingredient is the same, and they're expected to work the same way. Um, but it is important that the FDA does maintain quality checks and standards, and they, they do that on a regular basis just to make sure that there isn't any concern about the reliability of generic products. You say as well that to capitalize on the opportunity for cost savings from generic atorvastatin, there must be a rapid concerted effort by many players in the healthcare system to facilitate awareness of the generic and access to it. Did that happen with the earlier statin to go generic, simvastatin? So in terms of the concerted effort, it's similar to what I mentioned, all the different players that need to be involved, the physicians, the formularies, the state laws, the patients, um, all of those players need to be involved. Um, otherwise, there'll be a lost opportunity. When there was a, the generic um, simvastatin that became available, there was um, a fair amount of switch to the generic simvastatin, even from um, other products. However, there was also some switch to other brand name products, such as Lipitor and Crestor, some of the other statins that are available. So there was a fair amount of switching back and forth going on. So it wasn't a complete changeover to the generic simvastatin, um, but there, there was a fair amount of, uh, of switching going on. And then we'll need to see when, um, after the first six months of product exclusivity with the generic Lipitor, whether the generic market will expand as expected and there will be that effort by all in the system. Do, do you, in fact, think that that will happen, or do you think that uh, these new strategies from Pfizer are going to change the playing field altogether? Well, the new strategies from Pfizer have already changed the playing field, so um, there is a lot of uncertainty about what will happen. There is a great potential of market share for generic pitorvastatin, so the hope is that there will be enough generic competitors to drive the price down. Um, we'll need to wait and see at the six-month mark what is happening at that point and if Pfizer can come up with any other unique strategies to try to retain the market share. But either way, there's going to be a reduction in the price at, um, at that point. It's just whether it will be as great as anticipated or expected from prior products. Thank you, Dr. Jakovicius. Thanks very much, and thanks for your interest in our article.